0: G'day, Greyhound fans. I'm Mark Duplass. Welcome along to this week's edition of Behind the Boxes. It is a special Golden Cup preview episode of BTB. Simon Orchard will be along a little bit later. He's our man in the Southern Highlands. He's going to preview both the Fireball and the Golden Cup finals. Twenty-five thousand dollars goes the way the winner of the Fireball. Forty thousand dollars to the Golden Cup winner in both races have attracted a top-class feel. We've got a fabulous flashback segment coming up, a couple of great races there, I'm sure you'll find interesting. Uh, What's on, we've also got another special guest in relation to the Golden Cup final. But first up, official news out of the Greyhound Racing New South Wales bunker and the headquarters there. And I can tell you, it's more great news for participants with further increases in prize money this time it relates to our big one-turn tracks at Maitland, Tamora, Bulleye, Grafton and Goulburn commencing November the 21st. One of those meetings per week will carry Metropolitan Midweek prize money for races 440 metres and over. It kicks off with Maitland on November the 21st, then tomorrow the 29th of November, Bulleye December the 6th, Grafton December 11th and Goulburn December the 16th. So a grade five race, one of those venues, one per week, one meeting per week, that is, it will carry first place prize money of $4,000. And this comes off the back of more than $2.1 million in increased prize money and travel subsidies that was announced by Greyhound Racing New South Wales on October the 1st, $1.3 million to the addition of fourth place prize money, $800,000 in addition to travel subsidies. So if you like racing at the big one turn tracks, great news there prize money on the rise, one meeting per week at one of the big one-turn tracks will carry midweek metropolitan prize money. And they are set and ready. Well, he's a man who is no stranger to success here in New South Wales. I talk of Dave Gill, who, of course, had great success with the likes of my Redeemer and also his brilliant little bitch, Uphill Jill. He makes another journey to Goulburn this Friday where he's got Hilltop Johnny in the five ball series and the group two country cups king Ferdinand Boy in the Golden Cup. Dave, we'll start with Hilltop Johnny first up. He draws box five in the five ball series. What did you make of his heat run where he finished second?
1: Uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I thought he-, he would go a lot quicker than that um, because uh, at Geelong over the 460, you know, he has run 25, 71 and 72, but he splits at Geelong. A- uh, very very fast so i thought when he did get to the lead um he would run some serious time but he seemed to lose his way in the home straight again um like he did about six months ago when uh, we took him up for the um the southern the southern stars uh series and uh he lost his way there then when he came back to victoria he, he uh he railed a lot better again so he's he, just taking a couple of runs to get used to the track.
0: It is a tricky circuit, but mate, isn't it? Because it looks and it gives the appearance that it's a big one-turn track. And whilst it is that in shape, there are a couple of little bends to negotiate in the run.
1: Yeah, that's right, Mark. I think that's why this guy, um, whereas other dogs we've taken up over the years seem to have adapted a, a a lot more quickly. But this is one of the only ones out of about five, I think, we've taken up over the years, you know, with Untold Soul, or Rainbow, uh, Hilltop Jonah and those sort of dogs, and Ferdinand Boy, he seems to be the only one that's still coming to grasp uh, with it. And um, I'm hoping, though, that run's going to smarten him up and get back to doing what he should do.
0: He, of course, is out of your champion little bitch in Uphill, Jill. Uh, we know her deeds on the track and also as a mum, uh, also Dave. But um, were you in two minds as to whether you put him in the fireball or the Golden Cup? Because he's a, he's a well-performed chaser over that 440, 450-metre trip.
1: Yeah, we were, Mark. We weren't too sure, actually. We just saw it... The, uh, the two guys uh, him and Ferdinand Boy were just put in the Goldman Cup and and then, um, but so often over the years uh, with a lot of these from Jill or from upheaval Jill or, or where's the Monica the grandmother, they, they've they got that real explosive early pace and uh, so I just thought well, gee if they end up clashing, um, they could muck each other up like what's happened in, in even a Trillelgon Cup final, we sort of they mucked each other up and I had a feeling that they could do that. So, and because the fireball was such a big event, it had been increased a significant amount. Uh, we decided, well, we'd better split them just in case. And uh, and of course go with Ferdinand Boy in the Gold Moon Cup. And, uh, but yeah, if the fireball was on early or later, we'd probably um, would have gone back again, but uh, we just played it safe because I just felt that, they could really bump each other, put each other out of action if they met
0: again. We well, took out the 2019 Golden Cup with Emerald Rainbow, and this Friday, Ferdinand Boy will start from box eight in the big one. Of course, he is the Country Cups King. He's won the uh, let's see, Warrnambool, uh, Shepparton, Healsville, Ballarat Cups. Uh, he is approaching start 100. He's had 97 starts today. Uh, look again. He's been a great campaigner for you. He draws box eight in the final. Uh, what are your thoughts on the outside alley?
1: Yes, it's it's okay. Um, of course, like all, all runners, you know most of the time you do prefer box one or two. Uh, but box eight, I was quite relieved when I went out to draw um, to draw a box. Um, they the caps uh, were turned over, and we just had to pick a cap up and turn it over and just hope that uh, we drew a box uh, to give him a chance. Because I, I felt if we're drawn three to seven against those dogs, um, and, you know, nearly, well, virtually all of them are very fast dogs, whether it's at Wentworth Park, Maitland, Goulburn,
0: uh, it didn't matter. So uh, drawing box eight has is, is given him a chance for sure. He's had 97 starts as I said for 51 wins um, and again as I said he's approaching that 100 uh, start mark in his career. Dave unfortunately he's developed a bit of a habit in recent months of, of actually missing the start.
1: Yeah you're right Mark that's why his form his, his winning strike rate has, has dropped right away you know from that sort of winning one in two uh, or, or close to it for a long time but the last four months, um, he, he has really just been, unfortunately, consistent in missing at half to a length. And I gather it's, um, you know, as you say, he's nearly got to a hundred starts. He's he's getting a little bit more stirred up. He's getting, you know, he's just very competitive dog. And when he knows there's dogs around him, he's starting to get uh, more stirred up. Uh, we were a little bit concerned after the Healdsville Cup. He, he ran unplaced in the Healdsville Cup this year and, um, and not taking anything from, away from the winner, of course, because uh, it was brilliant time and brilliant win. But we felt that he got beaten about two and a half lengths, but he did lead briefly. And we were a bit concerned about it because it's not like him when he leads uh, or close to the lead on the first split. He usually wins, um, but we were concerned. So we had him checked out and we decided to trial him at Geelong just to see uh, for curiosity's sake. And he went 2210 over the 400 metres, 811 uh, first split. And that told me he's actually probably gone as quicker than he's ever gone. Cause he's hardly ever trialled. Oh, look, he might've only had two trials in his life because we don't trial a lot of our dogs we just don't trial them but yeah when he's 2210 we thought well he's going as well as ever but you know a lot of people and understandably so and media and and everybody and they think that he has lost it um but that told us he hasn't lost it but it's only the boxes now it's not an issue that uh where he has lost you know four or five lengths it's not that he It's just that his boxes are letting him down. But, gee, I'd love to see him jump with the field. And if they they beat him, um, you know, fair and square and beat him by a few lengths, well, then we'll know that, you know, maybe he has dropped off
0: uh, just a tad. You'd still love to have half a dozen like him in your kennel, Davey.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah. We'll we'll never get another one bend dog like him because I just know over the years and looking at, you know, dogs that have won whether it's one cup, you know, Shepherd and Cup, and you just remember some of the names, you know, or a Ballarat Cup, a dog will win a Ballarat Cup. And then you've got Typhoon Sammy now that's extraordinary, what he's done too, you know, he's won three cups. And uh, I know how hard that is, one. And then we got to two and then three, then four. And then, yeah, uh, and, and the field you race against, as you know, Mark, when you're in group twos, in Victoria or New South Wales, or really it doesn't matter where it is, I suppose, but you know, you're, they're always red hot and they've, got, they've all got pace. There's no dogs virtually in your races, those sort of races that, that drop out and just haven't got early speed. And we've noticed, you know, they've all got early speed, but he's been able to, to win time and time. And that's why I don't think we'll ever get another one uh, that does this because uh, he's up to nearly 600,000 now. Uh, in prize money as well but gee it's been
0: a hell of a ride with him it sure has and i'll tell you what new south wales has been a happy hunting ground for you dave as said uphill jill uh my redeemer uh took out the 19 cup at Goulburn with emerald rainbow best of luck on friday in the fireball series with hilltop johnny and then of course in the Goulburn cup with ferdinand boy it's always great to see you racing in new south wales mate
1: yeah thanks mark thanks thanks for having us on yep
0: Time to turn back the clock here on Behind the Boxes with another of our fabulous flashback segment, a couple of great races coming up. And initially, we're going to head to Olympic Park in Victoria. Now, a lot of people may not realise that hurdle racing was part and parcel of greyhound racing in Australia for, I don't know, 50, 60, 70-odd years. Uh, Tasmania was the last state to conduct hurdle racing. Uh, It was held at all the metropolitan tracks at Wentworth Park here in Sydney. Uh, in Olympic Park in Victoria and all around Australia. Great spectacle, but as is the way with things in life, Uh, we no longer have hurdle racing. But we're going to take you back now to 1980. Olympic Park is the venue and the race is the trusty car hurdle, the chasers. They've got seven of the sticks to jump over. Boxed. Racing, Pearl out all right on the inside. Pearl is showing speed in between those. Being busy, Bossy. Out there on the track, Pearl Way showing good speed. Pearl trying hard to keep it out, but can't. And now Pearl Way is a length in front. Pearl coming coming out to get on the inside. They jump that hurdle as they race down the back. Now Pearl Way gets about two lengths in front of Pertell. Tell. Back running third was Busy Being Bossy. Then came Whitey King Cave. David Caper is next further back. Johnny Patch and Campus Charm. Two to go. Pearl Way doing it well. Now draws away the. Pertel jumps the second last well at the last. is Pearlway in front, overtaking and Pearlway has got about five in front. Always a great spectacle for chasers uh, racing over the brush hurdles there at Olympic Park in that trusty cup hurdle of 1980. Sadly, we see hurdle racing no longer, but it will live long in the memory of many people in greyhound racing around Australia, myself included. All right, the second of our fabulous flashbacks this week it is the Great Champ Rapid Journey. Now, in the previous edition, uh, we saw Mo Kick winning the Flagler International in America. Mo Kick was the world record holder as far as prize money was concerned until Rapid Journey came along. In 1998, the champ took out a stack of races the Adelaide Cup, the Top Gun, uh, the Melbourne Cup. But one of them, one of the less notable that he took out, was the Orange Cup, a central west venue in New South Wales. No longer has a Greyhound track in operation. It used to race at Wade Park in the middle of the town. Uh, Rapid journey Went to Orange in 1998 He contested the Orange Cup Started from box Boxstock. Crossover and gave it the lead over turnaround. Susie the favourite now hopped into third spot. Rapid Journey. In behind them would have been Happy Fox and Warhoo's Tribe. Back behind those explosive echo. Captain Percy and Twice the Limber. Going very fast now on the outside of them. Rapid Journey moved up and went past them. Rapid Journey I got into feed with there, but it still is the leader. Warhoo's Tribe is coming at it. Rapid Journey and Warhoo's Tribe. Warhoo's Tribe. Rapid Journey pulling too much out. An absolute superstar chaser. He goes down in my book as the best race dog I've ever seen. Not necessarily the fastest, but the best race dog he's ever seen. He was retired in 1998, eventually standing at stud. But he retired, as I said, as the world's highest stakes earner in history all right that is it for fabulous flashbacks don't forget if you've got a request there's the email address you can like us on facebook send us a request through there through twitter as well and we'll do our best to uh, bring you and relive some of the great champions and some of the great races from days gone by and they are set and ready well, joining us on Behind the Boxes now is our man with his ear to the ground in the Southern Highlands, Simon Orchin. Simon, big week coming up at Goulburn, your home track, uh, the Fireball Series, and of course the Goulburn Cup. Let's start with the Fireball. Uh, we had the heats last week. The fastest heat winner was the track specialist Apollo Speed.
2: Yeah, you're spot on, Duke. A big week to be involved with Behind the Boxes again. Can't wait to get down to Goulburn on Friday. A twilight meeting for what is one of the feature races of the year we had the southern stars early this year but i think the golden cup just holds pride of place in the hearts of a lot of chasing fans and you mentioned those fireball heats absolutely outstanding five heats wonderful short course chases and apollo speed was phenomenal we haven't quite seen the best of that dog i don't think in the last couple of months he's capable of quicker but still managed to put a really good run on the board Lime Rock park very cheeky in behind only one one hundred separated the pair but of course, it's all about Apollo Speed and the Worthies, Lisa and Dave getting him and the Camelmate Special Star through to the final, and they're in the running for $25,000 this Friday afternoon.
0: Yeah, sensational prize money, Special Star. He ran $19.97. And after the race, you caught up with Dave Worthy.
2: Mate, he just
1: pushes, he just chases hard and just wants to get to the lead. Every time he goes around, you know that he's gonna be a show because he just, he just chases that hard. The has got superior box manners, but he's just, he's quicker. He's quicker if you put him one out, he's quicker, but it just takes him that while to move through the pack to get to the, uh, to the lead and then he accelerates.
2: If you had to tip one next week mate, who do you think could be the better chance?
1: Depends where the box draw comes out, if Apollo Speed draws the inside mate, he'd be the better chance. But if the other bloke draws the inside, he's the better chance, so if ever on the inside out of the two of them, would be the better chance.
0: Apollo Speed draws two, Special Star draws four. Tricky draw in box four, but again, Special Star is a greyhound that does terrific at Goulburn. Apollo Speed, 35 starts, 20 wins. Simon, he's only raced away from Goulburn once in his entire
2: career. Yeah, it's a phenomenal record, isn't it, Duke? I know the Worthies, uh, each and every week, they throw the dogs in the car, they make the long trip from King's Plains into Goulburn just because they love racing there. They've always said he keeps running so well, why would we go anywhere else? They had a crack at the Thunderbolt. Unfortunately, he had no luck in that race. But yeah, they turn up every week and normally they throw a check in the back of the car with him and they head back home. Uh, phenomenal effort, as you said. And look, Dave said in that interview that Special Star's probably the quicker of the dogs, but Apollo Speed has the better box manners and typically gets away uh, a little bit better. So this week, I think the lean is towards Apollo Speed from box two. Uh, but look, there's some good dogs around, and we mentioned Lime Rock Park a little bit earlier. I reckon it could finish off the race really well, Duke. Uh, we saw earlier in the year it won the Goulburn Regional Final of the Million Dollar Chase over 440, so you'd think at the end of 350 metres, if it's close enough, it's going to be knocking on the door. Manton Larry's in box three, the roughy of the field for Neil Staines. He actually won the first ever edition of this race back in 2016 with Spider's brother, so he'd be attempting to be the first dual winner of the event. Don't think he can win. Maybe a 19-9 nine dog at best. And then, of course, if we go a little bit out through the box draws, we've got Hilltop Johnny for Dave Gill, who you've already spoken to on the show. He's around the $5 mark. He's had a couple of runs at Goldwyn this year. And Andy Lord mentioned that you need a couple of runs to get used to this track. It can be a little bit of a tricky um, track to navigate. So maybe we'll see the best of him come Friday afternoon. The other one that I haven't mentioned, Juke, is Slingshot Rusty from out in box eight. Of course, since arriving in New South Wales, he's won all three of his races for Darren Sultana. And interestingly, the brother of the 2022 National Derby winner, Slingshot Hooks. So maybe after having his first crack at the track last week, we'll see further improvement from him as well.
0: Yeah, $2.90 in favourite, Apollo Speed from box two, $5, to the uh, the best of the rest, headed up by a special starter. That is race seven. Race nine on Friday is the big one. It's the Group Two Golden Cup and it's attracted a, a group-class feel. Aston Barrick, uh, nine starts of the track, Simon, over the 440 metres, seven wins. He was brilliant running best of the day last week.
2: Yeah, he was brilliant. And look, the time, um, not near his personal best of 24 but spoke to Johnny Mellon after Melcat Big Boy's win, and he said the win was quite blustery. He thought maybe three-tenths of a second difference between what they could run if the win wasn't there. So I'm anticipating a better run this week. You mentioned the record. He's just taken everything before him so far at Goulburn this year, hasn't he? Southern Stars winner in really good fashion. Loves the track. Likes the big open expanses of the Goulburn circuit. That's what Jace Fletcher said after the heat win. I just think, look, if he can jump like he did last week or at least be close to Yuko Girl from box three, good luck catching him. He's a big, strong, powerful type, and he's just cherry ripe at the moment. Now, look, we mentioned Melcat Big Boy. If he wins, Duke the roof of that place will absolutely lift off. And I don't reckon there's any better advocate for the sport right now, especially down at Goulburn than Johnny Mellon. He just loves this dog. Every time I talk to him, you can just sense how much this means to him and it's his hometown cup. So him, Neil Staines with Viradry Jack. And of course, Denise Warren has Mosky Star. So there's three local hopes. There's the out-of-towner in Ferdinand Boyd. And then there's some classy types like Anglin Luai and of course, Yuko Girl. So, um it's a it's a hell of a race as you mentioned forty thousand dollars and you can can you believe Duke? around 20 years ago they were racing for a grand in the golden cup now they've got forty thousand dollars on the plate yes yeah, i
0: remember racing for forty dollars at lithgow mate so the prize money <laughs> on offer is unbelievable uh one great we didn't mention father rick he actually won the fireball uh series last year finds himself in a golden cup uh this year
2: Yeah, and probably going to find it difficult from box six. I know Ray Webster's just been really frustrated with just his track sense and awareness at the moment, seems to duck and dive and maybe take the wrong option at times. He ran really well last week to come second in his heat, had a torrid run. He was four or five wide for most of that heat. Look, I'm not going to say he can't win, but as I said, from box six, it's going to be difficult. He's got Anglin Luai immediately to his outside. He's had a hell of a month. We saw what he did in the Million Dollar Chase series. Young Jay Patay has done phenomenal stuff with him. And the lid is actually going really well this year. He's grand, the brother of Angel Luai, had a wonderful month in June winning the Richmond Derby and a few other features. So, um, look, a lot of chances, I reckon, as I said off the top, Pat Day, Gary Clark and the committee are rubbing their hands together because there's some wonderful storylines. May the best dog win come Friday afternoon. All
0: right, one pick, one pick only. Who's your tip to win the cup?
2: Look, I can't go past Aston Barrett, Duke. I think box five was maybe a bit of a sticking point for me, but just looking at the speed map and where other dogs end up, uh, I tend to agree with most people that Yuko Girl will probably lead. And if he can get out and just sit on her backside down that big home straight, he's just going to power pass. He's going to take a world of catching. I like Melcat Big Boy to run, run a big race as well. I think Yuko Girl will end up in the frame somewhere. And then Angler Lua from Box 7 will need luck, but I think he can run a big race. But for me, it's all about Aston Barrack. I reckon he can continue his wonderful run at Goulburn.
0: All right, you'll be trackside at Goulburn on Friday afternoon, pre- and post-race interviews on what is a massive day there.
2: Yeah, can't wait to get down there. We should just mention Twilight meeting this week for the Cup and the Fireball, 3 o'clock kickoff for the first race. The Goulburn Workers' Club Fireball is race seven on the card just after five o'clock. And then the big one, the Ladbrokes Goulburn Cup, worth $40,000 to the winner. That'll go off at 5.42pm, race nine on the program.
0: All right, let's check out what's on in the calendar. Uh, of course, Goulburn holds all the spotlights this week with the Fireball Series and the Goulburn Cup on Friday afternoon. Saturday night at Wenny, we've got a great fifth grade series there. Seven heats of the Good Odds Herata Cup. Terrific prize money offer. The final one week later, Saturday week, $13,000 goes to the winner, plus uh, the winner and the runner up will both receive a free straw to Good Odds Herata. So thank you to Frank and Tracy Hurst for their sponsorship of that race, the good old Tarada Cup, seven heats this Saturday at Wentworth Park. Uh, The Maitland Future Stars, the heats are held this Thursday, the final on Thursday week. $15,000 goes to the winner of that. And then let's take a look in November. We've got the running of the Wagga Cup, the Sportsbet Middle Distance Championship at Dapto, and also the Casino Cup. So, again, huge prize money on offer right around Australia. Feature events are plenty Don't forget that news from Greyhound Racing New South Wales earlier this week. Prize money will increase at one meeting a week on the big one-turn tracks around the state. It will mirror the midweek prize money at Wentworth Park. Hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Behind the Boxes. We'll catch you next time. Until then, good luck. I'm Mark Duclos. Bye for now.